What's up, y'all? Life Partner Gang here. I'm James. I am Tina. This is my beautiful wife sitting right here. And we here, we are here to talk to you about all things Life Partner S. We're here to give you the good, the bad, the ugly, the raw, the not so good. Um, just everything about relationships. We're millennials. We're married. We've been together. We've been married six years. We've been together. You don't know, do you? Almost 11, 11 <laughs> years. Our son will be 11. It's just how I know. My, our son will be 11 this year. So we've been together almost 11 years. We had... A rocky relationship kind of getting up and leading to marriage so um it's part of our journey to come back and kind of talk about what we've gone through um the experiences we have as uh black millennials that are married with a gang of kids and a life and entrepreneurship and all of that stuff mixed together we got a gang of kids <laughs> we have three and a, and a dog and you a kid sometimes too so Anyways, let's keep it going, people. So um, on today's episode, we are here dropping um, the latest and the greatest. We've been talking to y'all about finances um, and all the good that comes with that. Um, but this next one is kind of related in that same realm, but um, it, and it's been a big part of our journey, too. We wanted to talk about workaholics and marriage and relationships and life partnerships and what that looks like and how do you navigate being in a relationship, situationship, whatever it is you call it, with somebody who's a workaholic. And I have a lot of thoughts on that. And <laughs> my lovely wife here, I know she has a lot of thoughts on that uh, as well. So let me kick it off to you, darling. Um, how, like, what advice would you give to somebody who's who's with a workaholic? Like, should they leave? Should they stick around? Like, how do um, you navigate that? I'm still... Figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> what you trying to say, cuz? You are a workaholic, but no, it, it it takes a lot of patience. This is probably one thing that we have um, butt heads on since forever. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even going to say butt heads. It's just we, we see the world differently when it comes to that. Um, James will work from sunup to sundown if you let him. Um, and I often have to pause and grab him and like, you know, hey, hi, we're here. <laughs> Come enjoy us. You remember us, the people you love? Um, Man, stop. <laughs> no, he's, he's definitely got better with it as the family has grown. But it was definitely a point of tension for us just because he wanted or his goal, you know, was to get us to a place, you know, where, you know, me and the kids weren't wanting for anything, didn't have anything to worry about. Not that, you know, we were just living on somebody's porch or anything, but it's just, I guess that's we something I'll never, I can never fully explain or understand about being a man because I'm not a man. And it was just you wanting to do everything that you could and working tirelessly until your family was set up in a way that you, you felt was good enough and only you can be the gauge of what you thought was good enough for us yeah however comma it was like a, a constant reminder that I know you're working we see you we appreciate you but don't work so hard that you forget to enjoy the things that you're working for along the way because it was after we had gotten married after we had built the house and I think even when Zoe was first born it was still like yo you gotta back away from the computer <laughs> <laughs> Close the emails can wait. Back away from the computer. It's gonna be all right. Um, what were you gonna say though? Now I was gonna say, I mean, it's we didn't we didn't always we weren't always in a good spot too. No. So like when we Very were true. when we first started off and we had um, we had poo, we didn't we were struggling. 
Yeah, like, and I mean, because even back, that was when I was two jobs down, and you know, and stuff back then. So I get it. Yeah, so I think for me, it's always been about, I've always just had very, very um, aggressive and big goals for myself. And I think I'm a dreamer, you know? And I think with those dreams, like, I, I just, I'm of the mindset that I'm never going to win a lottery. Like, I don't think it's in the car. The car is like, I'm not one of those people that's going to walk away and win a lottery and be like, oh, I'm good. I'm set. I have this now. I just don't think that, that that's going to happen for me. I think my, my entire journey, my entire life has always been about hard work and nothing's been given to me. Nothing's been handed. I've had to. I've had to work for it, like, across the board. So I want, always want to make sure, like, you guys were good um, and, whatever, and whatever I did. And I know even back when we were dating, it was a point of contention then because it would be like I have, you know, my, my nine to five or whatever, and then I get off from there and I'm at Best Buy. I take on a second – and I don't need a second job, but I take on a second job because – I want to buy a house. And this is back when we in Atlanta. Yeah. I want to buy a house because I'm tired of apartment hopping every now and then, whatever, whatever. So, like, what's the best way to do that? Got to get my money up. Got to hustle. And I could remember back then we would argue. And you'd be like, yo, you'll never make time for me, though. Like, you're always doing this. You're always doing that. And my back then, this is when I had, like, way less patience. It was always like, what are you talking about? Like, it's not like I'm in the yeah, club. Yeah, like, I was, like, trying to take the money out of his pocket by saying, hey, I just want to spend some time with you. Yeah, because I, I looked at it back then, like, yo, I'm not in the club. I'm, like, you see where I'm at. I'm in Best Buy slanging computers. And that's not what I wanted to be doing, but it was what I needed to do to get to that goal. That goal there was want to buy a house and I'm not going to stop till I get a house. Now you fast forward. I worked crazy hard for that and we never lived in that house. We bought it, but we never lived in it because we ended up moving. I'm never going to forgive you for that. <laughs> but it was we a painted the house and everything. It was, but, a, it was a beautiful house. It was an achievement. It was a goal. Um, we marched towards it and knocked it out, you know? So I just think for it, it's hard to get on the same page with people when it comes to work because everybody views work differently. Yeah, everybody doesn't have the same amount of work ethic. Not, you know, not to sit over here and, like, I'm calling myself lazy and say that I'm not nah, a hard worker. Not at all. But it's just... there. There's two types of people in the world. There's the person that will work from sunup to sundown, you know, thrive off of very little sleep and then get up and, like, be excited about doing it all over again. And then there's the, there are the people that often want to stop and smell the roses. And I am just from the belief that, you know, next week, tomorrow, next month, none of that is promised. So enjoy the time that you have with the people that you love as often as you can. And I think that we have found our balance in that. Um, I mean, they say opposites attract and <laughs> we think differently on a lot of things and we've found our happy medium on those things along the way. And this is just one of those things where I think we've learned to balance each other out on it. Yeah. I think we, we've, we've had to, I still think it's a, it's a journey, right? <laughs> like we're still not, we're not perfect with it. I still no. think um, there are times where you, you view the world one way and I view it the other way. And yeah. we either got to figure out how to meet in the middle or agree to disagree on it. Yeah. Um, for me, I just think, when you go back to like there's two types of people, like 
I agree with that. And I think there are certain people who are like maniacal about, about work and what they want to do. And I think I'm one of those people. Like, <laughs> smack myself in the face with the mic. <laughs> Show not to use the mic, guys. Um, so, yeah, I think at, at times I could be maniacal about it. And I think that's put strains, put, it has put a strain on our relationship at times. It's put strains on my friendships at times because. Like I get 24 hours in a day and like I can't prioritize everything. But the one thing I do want to prioritize is financial freedom and making sure my family is good. You better prioritize me. Well, yeah, but now, <laughs> now I've moved to the world where I got to prioritize you and and these babies. But, yeah, I know. you know, it's, it's always been a struggle. And I just think about the people who the people who have really become great at anything. Like, if you look at them, a lot of them are isolated from the world. This is James telling y'all that he really don't like people. Nah, I mean, but... <laughs> you don't like if, people. If I'm going to choose people or my goals, I'm always choosing my goals over people. Whereas but you still don't like people. You, you... <laughs> I like people. You want to be around people all day. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like That's the introvert. Exactly. I'm the extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> you find happiness in... Hanging out, shooting the shit, blah blah blah, yeah yeah yeah, with people, and I find happiness in the grind, like going after things I want, and then enjoying those things with y'all though. Okay. And that's what I think, and I think oftentimes people get in these situations where you're fighting your spouse, you're fighting your other person about how they are, how they've come up, instead of finding that common ground, and that for a lot of probably amongst other things that was a number of reasons why we couldn't figure it out when we was like in a dating phase yeah. because we could never get on the same page about this yeah um go ahead I was, it's it's two sides to that coin because on one side and it doesn't annoy me or bother me as much as it used to I, for the life of me i couldn't understand why you would just work so hard like that but the flip side of it was like you know um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It was motivating to kind of sort of. Oh, I motivated you. Okay, you talked all that shit, <laughs> but deep down, it's oh into my motivation. gosh. But keep going, baby. I'm uh, sorry. Keep going. You and this ego. Okay, so it was motivating though, for real, because it's it's you don't often see a lot of people as passionate as you are just about everything you do or the goals that you have set for yourself. So to see you chase them, you know, tirelessly, no matter what obstacles comes your way, of course it's motivating. And, you know, I hope it's motivating to our kids too. But I said all that to say, it was one of the reasons why I was so like hard down to like find my own thing, AKA her life sparkles. <laughs> Because I just, I wanted something that I could pour myself into, you know, outside of him, outside of the kids that, you know, was for me and it was something that I would be proud of. So, um, and then once I opened that door, he had to start checking me <laughs> about work. Yeah, because it was like. The pot is definitely calling the kettle black now. All that <laughs> shit you talked all them years about me being on the phone, me being in the email, never turning it off. Like now you started doing it. And it was like, well, damn, look how the tables have turned. Look who, look who now is 
doing everything that they told told me not to do, but you get it because now you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you understand, it's a, like it's different. There are no opening and closing hours. Like you can set boundaries, but when you you have goals for yourself and you want to achieve them, you got to go get it. There's nobody who's going to push you now. It's Mm-mm. all on you. And if you don't get it, then it just becomes a hobby again. Yeah, it does. And I don't want an expensive hobby. I want a, <laughs> I want a business. Because if you you doing all the all this that I have to be doing for social media and stuff and it's not fruitful, then you just have an expensive hobby and that's not why I'm here. So um yeah, it 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 absolutely motivated me just to see you go as hard as you do for everything that you're passionate about and um, you know, I'm glad that it did. And now we're just all in this big old entanglement (laughs) 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 of work and living, especially right now, because we work from home. The family being such a big part of my brand, half of what I have to do for work involves either you or the kids and then the kids are home. So it's just like, it's no clear divide here now. And they all just kind of run over into each other. But like, how do you say, or how do we, what do you say were, would be, mm, I'm stumbling over my words. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what were like the, the, the turning point for us finding balance or me accepting that you are just, you're going to work. And that's just who you are. I think the, it was the constant conversations, no matter like how, difficult they were to have and how annoyed I may have been in the time or feeling like because there were times where we would have those conversations and like especially somebody who was who I was like delusional because I was working so hard like sometimes it came across as like you not supporting you know what I mean so like when I had when I got out of that world of like you know what she's not my enemy here it's not like she's she's asking me to go do something crazy she's just asking me to make sure and I'm spending the time and the energy with what's most important at the end of the day. Cause yeah, and that that that's when the conversations would turn into a frustration point because I still like I could never understand how you could turn me wanting a little bit of your time <laughs> into me not being supportive. Cause I done moved across the country like eight times. No, you have. You have. You, <laughs> One of man. the most supportive people I know. You, you definitely have been ride or die in that regard. So I can't say that you ha- you haven't been supportive, but I'm saying in the heat of yeah. a conversation yeah. or that was always a-, a disagreement, it's like, well, man, like, because the way I'm looking at it as a man is like, yo, it's already hard enough to try to navigate these worlds that I'm trying to navigate. And this was when I was only just working for people and like yeah. before the entrepreneurship stuff started. And it's like, it's already tough navigating the world as a black man in corporate America and trying to fight the fights I fight every day. And then like half the reason I have to work so hard is because I'm forced to work harder than my counterparts. Mm -hmm. So then when I'm coming home and my lady is like, yo, like, all right, man, you've been working too much or like, or rolling your eyes. If I got to work on the weekends or do something on the weekends, I'm like, in in these regards, I don't even want to do it. I have to do it. And that was the thing. It was like, it was so much of a, of a of a struggle at work that I felt like I just didn't want to have to fight you at home too. Yeah, and um, I'll as and I I remember those most recent conversations because it was like when you was at J C Penney. Yeah. Um, but J so he was at J C Penney when we first moved to Texas, and 
I was at while, City that I went and to. Yeah, City JC to JCPenney. Um, and while I did have a job, and, you know, we had Luke and, not Luke wasn't here yet, Little yeah. James and Zoe. Mm-hmm. But, um, and your parents were there, of course, but I didn't have very many friends in Texas when we first moved to Texas. So it was kind of just like a, okay, well, I go to work, and then I come home and I do the kids, and then I see James, but he's in the office. So what am I supposed to do? And it was like a, it was a, a very lonely type of isolation type of, I felt isolated. Like I, so that's why I wanted, you know, the one person that I'm connected to that's not a child that can actually have an adult conversation with me. That's why it was so important to me. Um, yeah. Cause I was there, but I wasn't there. Um, like you so always say. Um, and I think, you, when I when I sat back and finally started to to think and understand that it was true, um, but it was there was also a reason for it too. Because yeah. like at that time, you know, J.C. Penney was in the middle of a turnaround, which you know we we was we were busting our ass at the time there. And then I was working for a guy whose hours like when we when I started working with him, he told me his hours were seven a.m. to two a.m. and he said at two a.m. he would stop texting me. He would keep emailing me, but he would stop texting me. And he meant it. And he, and he meant it. Um, and, you know, just having to work for somebody who had that that mentality was was new. So, like, I'm already, a, like, a, a hard worker, but this guy is, like, on another level, and I have to keep and compete with that energy to, to stay in his good graces. So I'm dealing with that and then coming home and trying to be there for you guys. But it, it was just a tough time trying to navigate – having a new family, still having a very young family, but then also being like at a critical point in my career because yeah. it could have went two ways for me there. Like I could have been like, you know what? This work stuff is too much. I'm going to dial it back some and I'm just going to, you know, make sure I can come home at four or five o'clock in the evening and whatever. But had I done that, then my, I wouldn't have advanced at all. Like yeah. I would have just made a conscious decision to say, all right, well, I'm cool. But I don't think I would have ever been happy had I, done I don't that. think you would have either, which is why I let you have it most times, even though, you know, I would say what I had to say. And, I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily always leave the conversation with it going in my favor. But, you know, when I would get to my point of like, all right, I need you to come up out of that office and spend some time with us. It was. It was literally at moments where I felt like I was just I had had enough. But at the same time, I never I never made I wanted you to understand me to the point that you would make time on your own, but I never wanted you to ultimately choose what I wanted you to do over what you were trying to fulfill with your work. Because I knew that if I made you, you know, choose me, so to speak, and then things didn't happen with your career to the way that you wanted it to, that you would never, you know, be okay with that. Yeah. It would have been a, just knowing me and my personality, it would have been, I'd have had an issue with it. Like, I may have been cool at the moment, but. <laughs> you wouldn't have been cool at the moment. You wouldn't have been cool at all. You're right. I, I, I'm going to stop bullshitting. I would have been, I'd have been tight. Um, and there would have been some resentment there. So I'm glad it yeah. didn't, it didn't get to that point. I think, you know, you were super dope for, for working with me through that. And I think really since we've been married, you've been, even since like right before we got engaged, when we made that trip to, to move to. Arizona you really came out of like 
the nagging part of it. Like, because when we were dating, you were a nagger. Like, yo, you need to go do this. So why can't we do this? Or you always doing this? Or like, you you working too much. And then it just moved to like, the it would be the reminders. It wouldn't come across as nagging anymore once we got married. And, you know, I think we we found, we finally found a good balance. But like anything in life, even though we found that balance, you know, it's something you constantly got to work, work on, on. Because it's, for me, it's easy to, to revert back the other way where it's like, all right, I'm totally locked in. And before, I just wouldn't be conscious of it. Whereas now, I know. Like, I, I'll know when, you know, you're needing time or energy for me. I'll know when the kids are. And then, you know, the quarantine piece of it makes it even more abundantly clear. Because, like, <laughs> we, all <right> here <laughs> we all right here. I could be locked in, in into my computer and working for, you know, 10 11, 12 hours, but then like, yo, you know what? Nah, let me, I'm shutting it down. And and I would never do this before where I would just like pick a time in a day and, and I just just, just stop. I'm not looking at emails. I'm not looking at instant messages. Five, six years ago, that was a hell no for me. Yeah, like I just, I, I had to be in. I had to be in the know about what was going on because I didn't want to, I didn't want to let anything drop. Now I've gotten more comfortable with that and my family, you know, it matters more than, than any of that. Well, I'm glad that you finally came around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yo, stop playing with the people, man. <laughs> Absolutely right. It is something that, you know, we have to continue to work on. And I don't, I can't even say what would have happened or what you know, if I got to the point that I was just like absolutely fed up and just like I had had enough because I think when it got to the peak or even close to the peak of me just being like frustrated with um, your workload or your work demand, you got the opportunity in the bay. Yeah. So you had to completely move. And then it was just like you literally only being home on the weekends. And while that transition sucked because you know, it was just emotionally taxing with you being away. I think it it, it helped in a in the sense of that, you know, when you were home, it was just us. always about us when you were home. Yeah. So even though you were home just for two days or three days out of the week, we got all of you when you were home. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that... That's why, because remember when when I initially took that that job out there before we were gonna let the house put the house on the market, we we're gonna sell it and then mm -hmm. move everybody out, and then you know you and I had talked about how frequently I would come back, and you suggested like you don't gotta come back home every weekend, and I was like nah, like if I'm gonna be gone during the week, then I at least wanna come back home on the weekends, and then even though it was costly to even manage doing that. I thought it was important because I realized that in the in the years that I had spent in the previous job, like I was I was gone, like working so much that I felt like if I was gonna be on the road, then at least that I could be back home on the weekends and it could just be all about y'all. Yeah. Um and I think even with that, like it probably professionally it probably hurt me a little bit because like I wasn't I wasn't sticking around to hang out with people or to go do the different things or any of that type of stuff like I was my goal was like all right come to work go back home to Texas on the weekend to be with your family um, but I had just at that point I realized that you know I had to make sure that I was present 
even in the midst of trying to climb the corporate ladder at that time. Um, so for as much as it sucked to go through what happened at, at JCPenney, I think it opened my, my mind and future opportunities so that I could always make sure y'all was first, no matter where I was, what I was doing, or like how bad I wanted something. Like if I can't have y'all while trying to get that thing, then that thing isn't worth it to me. Um, and I think with, uh, if you just go back and I think about, I don't regret anything or like any of the decisions or working, working as hard as I did. But when I think about our time in Texas, it was what, almost five years. Mm-hmm. And you don't know Jack about Texas. I don't know anything <laughs> about Texas. Um, the whole time we were there, I was hustling. I was working. I was Always busting my ass. Like, you know, luckily we met some, some great people while we were out there. Probably could have met way more people. Like I, Honestly, don't even think I got a chance to cultivate the, the the few relationships we did make out there. Yeah, the few dope friends that you have are like, because they're married to my friends. Yeah, <laughs> like, because I, I just didn't have the time to really build and put that energy towards people out there because I was so, I was so caught up in what I wanted. And for, for those, y'all don't know, but Tina always knew, like, the dream of mine, especially being somebody who came up working in tech was, to get to Cali. Like, I always wanted to get to Cali. People would tell you, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember my mentor um, years and years and years ago in Atlanta was like, yo, don't go to don't go to Cali, you broke. Like, wait till you got money to go <laughs> out there. You don't want to be out there while you broke kind of thing. So I don't I, got money. <laughs> <laughs> I had always been thinking about this. And then even when you think about when we left Arizona, remember I had the opportunity to go to California then. It was mm-hmm. between going to Texas or California, and you and mom talked me into the Texas thing. Yeah, because I never I never wanted to come to California. Not that I don't think it's a beautiful place. I just could never wrap my mind around the cost of living. It was always just like, why do you want to live in this expensive place? Why? Yeah, but now you're here and you see why. It's still expensive. And but, I'm still ready to but, go but sometimes. You, but you see why, though. <laughs> it's beautiful, though. You could walk outside and not look like, you know, Freddie Jackson in five minutes because of humidity and all of that. And taking, and taking <laughs> Don't come <laughs> for me. <laughs> so it's, it's really a beautiful place to be. It is. Um, it's expensive, for sure. But I think, you know, that was that was always the goal. So to to be able to, even though I felt like I took a longer path to get here, we still we still got here and we didn't lose each other in the midst of, yeah, of that I transition. W- I kind of feel like just dealing with how how hard you worked or how and I hate to say absent because you were home, but you were just so connected to your work that you would be locked in your office. So just sometimes it was like you like I said, you were there but you weren't. Um I almost feel like it helped prepare me for you having to travel for work and that helped. I guess it was like the layup into me realizing that instead of nagging you about work or how you dedicated your time to work, that I needed to just work harder on other things that would bring me joy, whether it was working out or, you know, making friends or building my business. And so that's what I did. Um, and I, so I say all that to say that I guess the two the two things that helped me be able to deal with you being a workaholic was one, voicing my opinion, even though it was not always well received, because you can't know what I'm thinking unless I tell you. Right. Um, and it 
it might not connect, you know, the first or the 10th time that I tell you, but eventually you understood, you know, what it is that I was trying to communicate to you. Um, because everybody just doesn't receive everything the same way. So don't get ever tired. Don't ever grow tired of speaking up for what it is that you need from your spouse or your partner or whomever, because that's the only way you're going to get it. Um, and then two, you just got to have some business. And I think that <laughs> I think I didn't have enough of it when I moved just because it was everything was new for me. I didn't even have a job immediately when we first moved to Texas because I had quit, you know, where I was working in mm-hmm. Arizona just for us to pack up and move. Right. So it's hard to it's hard to, you know, just feel like yourself in a completely new space. Not a, no friends, no job. I, I didn't have any business outside of the kids. And then I was a new mom with Zoe. So it was just all of those things that a woman grows through after having a baby and just feeling like she lost herself and has to find herself again. So it was all of those things rolled up into one. So I had to constantly tell you what I was feeling. And then I had to, I had to get some business literally. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the, the biggest part is like a lot of times, you know, people, especially when you get into relationships, right? You lose yourself sometimes you, and you lose yourself period in life like as you get older as you evolve as life changes happen you start to lose yourself and if you don't have those things that you're passionate about mm-hmm. then it's like it can feel taxing you yeah. know what I mean and like just because I have all these you know crazy outlandish dreams that most people probably think that I'm you know batshit crazy for even going after you that doesn't mean those are your dreams. Right. You know what I mean? Like we have dreams together, but I have dreams kind of like individually and you have dreams individually right. and you should be able to go pursue those too. And I think the great part about all of it now is like you know, you married a workaholic, um but now that you've gone into the world and you've been doing the thing as an entrepreneur, you've you see the other side of the fence now too and you've become a workaholic in in so many ways and I think what's great is like now that we've gone through that and I realized like what I didn't like about it and what didn't work for me, I'm just mindful of those things so that when I see you kind of doing some of the things that I did, making sure like, well, you know what, this isn't a moment to get back and like rub it in her face (laughs) that you was an asshole when I was, (laughs) when I was working hard, like being able to support you through what you're going through, because I know it's hard. It's a journey. Um, and then you're doing it on top of like us all being in the house and having three kids and not being able to move around. Like, yeah, it's a lot to take in. Um, and you want to be successful and you want to do a good job. Um, and you don't want to neglect the family, but like sometimes work, it just, just blurs. It just, it just happens. It just blurs and it, it gets to the point and it's, it's, I guess we just, I don't know. The pendulum will swing for the both of us and I'll have my days when I'm just like, all right, put your phone down. For the rest of the night. And then he'll do the same thing to me. Um, Close your laptop. Put your phone down. We're yeah. going to sit here and we're going to watch a movie. And it's just, um, <laughs> that's just what's been working for us for now. But I could say you could take it a step further and you could like schedule time that everybody would just be like off and unplugged. Or just have days where, you know, no work is going to be involved. And I guess the thing with my work especially right now, is that sometimes it rolls over into the weekends because that's typically when we get the Sometimes. You mean every time. (laughs) When is there not a weekend where we're not doing something related to your work? And I'm not complaining. (laughs) 
I'm just saying, don't say sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time, Every that's weekend. when we get like our photo shoots and stuff done. But I'm trying to get us to a point that we can all just have one day where it's just about family. I can get, we've had days where like the bulk of the day is still about family. But even like today, like we're recording this podcast now and I was like doing some pitch, some stuff with some pictures earlier. But for the most part, we've just been hanging out with the kids. I'm trying to get to the point that we can have a full day that none of my work stuff is involved. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. What day is that? I would like that. I would like for that to be Sunday. If we could, cause that week that we shot on Friday, it was kind of hectic getting up that morning, but then we had the rest of the weekend and it was kind of great. So I think maybe we should try Fridays more often. I don't know about that, Jack. See? That just requires me to get up extra early. And you then, get up extra early anyway. Yeah, but not to shoot. I get up to exercise <laughs> and like, you know, zen out and get ready to start my day. Not okay. to have to smile and we take pictures and act like camera. I like y'all. Hour okay, well, then we'll figure it out, yeah. but anyways, I think so. But you know, to kind of wrapping this up though, like, if what is a person supposed to do if, like, what we did doesn't work, right? Like, if you're in a situation, say you're a husband or say you're a wife, and the other person is literally always gone, and like you've tried talking to them and they're just not being receptive to what you're saying like what do you do in that situation um you can try counseling because maybe it will help coming hearing it from a non-biased party that they might need to be like open to just what it is that you're feeling um excuse me so yeah you could absolutely try counseling whether it's like a a licensed professional counselor or a counselor at church um whatever your thing is I think that's a good idea and then you know if talking and praying and counseling don't work, then you have to decide that, you know, whether or not your sanity and your happiness in that situation, like what means more to you. Yeah, that's true. But I think <laughs> if you kind of take it back to what you were talking about, like, that's why you just can't put all of your happiness into somebody else. Like you have to find happiness on yeah. your own. Cause yeah. I'm like, the movie, the movie we watched the other day, um, The Founder, um, with the the guy who basically stole the McDonald's he stole business. Me. Oh, my gosh. Y'all have to watch that movie. I was like, <laughs> my face was on the floor. He stole McDonald's. Yes, but that wasn't my point about stealing <clears throat> McDonald's. My point was, remember, he got divorced from his wife. And, like, really his struggle in that movie was he was, like, he had all these big audacious goals. He and was a workaholic. He was a workaholic. And he just felt like, like his wife wasn't on that same accord. She didn't. With him. Ha- they did not have kids. She did not have a job. She just stayed at home waiting for him to come back from the next business trip. So she was just at home all day long. She wouldn't go to the country club or nothing unless he was there to go with her. Yeah. So she was just. She didn't have no business. She had none, and that <laughs> ultimately drove them apart for yep. him to come home. Like, the, and you could tell they're miserable. They both feel a certain type of way. She's feeling a certain type of way. Mm-hmm he's feeling a certain type of way when nobody says anything. And then he comes home one day, they having dinner and he's like, I want to get a divorce. It was so abrupt. Oh my God. Yeah. But it's like, but that's, that's, that can happen to people in real life. If you don't talk about these things, if you don't really put it out on the table, um, how you're feeling, but also if you don't prioritize 
what makes you happy in a relationship right. and, too. And just be and establish who, who you are and what makes you tick because, and I think that's what I was struggling with um, after I first had Zoe. Like I was a new wife. I was a, um, a new mom again. And I was like, well, am I, I'm James's wife. I'm these kids' mom. But who is Tina? Because, you know, I, I'm not the same Tina that I was five years ago. So I had to, you know, put that time and that energy instead of worrying him about work into like rediscovering and actually taking advantage of the, you know, opportunity to spend some time with myself to figure out what it is that makes me tick and what I want to go after and what I enjoy and what I don't. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, at the end of the day, it's not it's not your responsibility to make me happy. I am happy with you, but the totality of my happiness is not, you know, because of you. Yeah, and, and vice I, versa. I I agree a hundred percent, and I think that's that's probably one of the toughest things about. That's a tough a tough thing for people to really understand and swallow. Just in being general. in a relationship because I think we've we've said this at different times before, like when we were dating and stuff like that. Where you know, I know you got certain things going on, or like emotionally, or things that have impacted you from your childhood, or just like where you may have been at your life at that time. And I'm always a proponent of like. You can't just depend on me to make you happy because like I can feel like I'm doing the most to make you happy. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you aren't happy with yourself, then none of it, it, it really matters. Yep. And I think people forget that in relationships because it's hard to think about your happiness. You're thinking about your children. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about your spouse, your partner, whomever. And most people were most unselfish people. Some of y'all are selfish as hell, so this don't apply to y'all. <laughs> but <laughs> most unselfish people put themselves last. Last. And, and I've been her many, many times. Yeah, everybody is, right? And I think in doing that, it you start to feel like you're losing part of yourself. So I would just say you got to have these conversations as tough as they might be. Um, if it's a workaholic conversation versus a non-workaholic, like you're, you're not going to see the world through the same lens and that's mm-hmm. all right. But the goal should be to find some sort of common ground yeah. so that, you know, you guys can move forward together versus it being like a competition of like, Oh, well, am I going to get my way or is this person going to get their way? Like, yeah. The end of the day, you on the same team. So it's not you guys against each other is you guys against the problem. Yeah. And I would say on behalf of the workaholics, um, like if 2020 has showed us nothing else, it's just shown us that that life is just crazy short. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like to, to think about Kobe, uh, Kobe Bryant, a lot of times in this regard, like the, the, the way Kobe was competitive and how he saw the world was like Michael Jordan and like that is what I've always been about. Like, set goals for yourself, block everything else out. If that means that nobody is going to be along for the journey, you're not going to have friends, whatever, go and get your goal. Go and achieve that thing you want. But the stark reminder of that was Kobe gave 20 years of his life to the NBA and had only been retired for, what, five years and lost it all. And while he did, you know, he was a great father and he, you know, had a great relationship with his wife and everything, Part of me, that was one of the reasons I was really sad about that was like, man, like what else did he not do or get to do or or give to the world because he was always working. Um, So I think about those things now, too, where it's like, yeah, I could go try to pursue this thing or or pursue that thing. But, you know, I don't know when when time is up. You know, we none of us know. So 
I want to make sure that I cherish and enjoy these these moments with you guys um, because at the end of the day, that's all, that's all we have. The money I can't take with me. Um, nothing else can be brought with me, but at least I know that if I left the world, I left this earth, you guys would cherish the time that we had together and feel like we didn't waste any moments with each other. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, and I'm just glad you finally come around because I was talking to a brick wall for a while hey, there. <laughs> My hustler, that mamba mentality, <clears throat> no, but all of that. I just, like you said, um, people, a lot of people will give and give and give of themselves until they don't have anything left for themselves. And I learned the hard way that you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So if you're the non-workaholic workaholic spouse, you have to make sure that you are constantly filling your own cup before you're asking your spouse to yeah. or your partner to. Yep. No, I agree. Don't get lost. Like that's the, I think that's the It's easier the said than done. Definitely easier said Especially than done. Especially if you keep having kids. Because I swear after each baby, I'd be like, oh, my God, who am I? Oh my Where is Tina? Oh my what is happening? you still the same big head Tina you was when I <laughs> nah, met you. I got my swag back. Your head's still big, though. <laughs> She's going to hear you, that. Gina. She's going to hear that. I, I hope you, you hear that, mother. She but just you know your head you. big. Look at Zoe. Look at James. Love you, though. Stop it. <laughs> Anyways, so I think we could, we could wrap this one Um you know, we are now both workaholics. You so all that hypocritical shit you was on back in the day, you're now experiencing it. So I'm glad that you know the money though. God don't like ugly, and He brings back everything that people try to put you through. So <laughs> congratulations. Um, Did you just call me ugly? I'm confused right now. But um, I was a workaholic. You're a workaholic. We all the same. Um, but. Thank y'all for checking in with this, man. Make sure y'all are subscribed. Uh, follow Life Partner Game across all social platforms. Like, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube. We want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, are you the workaholic or are you the the one that's pushing your partner to stop and enjoy the roses, um, smell the roses a little bit more often? So let us know in the comments which side you're on. She said that really nice. Are you the one that's nagging a motherfucker? <laughs> that's what she meant I to say I am not a nagger <laughs> I want you to stop and enjoy life too yes. enjoy the fruits of your labor so yeah are you the workaholic or do you want your partner to enjoy the fruits of their labor yeah. let us know in the comments and make sure that you are subscribed on um, all um, all platforms Yeah, <laughs> we are on all platforms now so if you are a podcast listener you can check us out there if you want to see the video of course come to the you know YouTube check us out but uh, we appreciate y'all, so um, keep coming along this journey with us. I'm James. I'm Tina. And we are the Life Partner Gang. Gang, gang. Peace, y'all. Bye.